I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. You guys have been watching this show for a long period of time, but Colorado proved to me on Saturday that they are Big 12 ready. What's up? I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports is how you find us covering the entire Big 12 conference top to bottom. Always appreciate you being here. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube show and on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us. So, Saturday... Colorado football has its spring game. Weather stunk, snowed, yet the place was basically packed. That is because of one man and one man only, and that name is Coach Prime. That name is Deion Sanders. And there's a great video that shows uh, basically a panned video of the Colorado spring game in 2022 versus 2023. And one thing that you'll notice, the main thing that you'll notice is basically last year you could count the uh, amount of fans on probably your hands and your feet. This year, it's a packed house. That is because of the hype around Deion Sanders. And as I'm watching the spring game, which, by the way, was on ESPN on Saturday, it was the only spring game that was on ESPN, I found myself thinking this is the perfect time and the perfect team to be part of Big 12 expansion. And I have been on this Colorado bandwagon for a while. Some of you that have been subscribers of this show know that. But I've got a new spin on this that I hope you follow me with here. Because I always thought Colorado was a natural fit to come back. They know the league, old rivalries, geographical footprints, new rivalries possible like BYU. It just makes sense. But as I'm watching yesterday, and I'm watching Deion Sanders with his cowboy hat on, I'm watching primetime, now Coach Prime, put on a show. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, could you imagine the marketing potential if you combine Deion Sanders with the creativity, innovation, and competitiveness of Brett Yormark and the Big 12 and what this league is doing as the most innovative conference in America and the most creative conference in America, bar none. Think about the potential of what Brett Yormark would be doing, how he would be thinking outside the box with a guy like Deion Sanders as a marketable item in his league. George Kliakov wouldn't even know where to start with this guy. Yet Brett Yormark combined with Deion Sanders, that has the makings of a Netflix documentary. That's what that has. That would be absolutely fantastic to watch these two guys work together. And that's what Saturday was to me. It reminded me, you know, I didn't watch any Jackson State games when Dion was coaching there. Not that I didn't care about Jackson State, but I'm a Big 12 guy. I'm not watching Jackson State. Just not my thing. But watching him hype up the crowd, watching him on the mic, watching him in the cowboy hat, in the postgame, everything reminded me what made this guy such, by the way, an exhilarating player, especially with the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. Go back to his college days, same thing. That's where he got the nickname, and he earned that nickname. And I kind of forgot that that's a large part of who Deion Sanders is. Now, before you jump all over me and say, well, we don't even know if he's going to be good. You're right. I have no idea if Deion Sanders can produce at a Power 5 level like he did at a, you know, HBCU. I have no idea. He had massive talent gaps at Jackson State. He had far superior talent. Can he do that in a Power 5 conference? I don't know. 
I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know, and I do feel good about the fact that Colorado already is a natural fit to come back to the Big 12. The Dion thing just should expedite it. The Dion thing should just be the icing on the cake. It shouldn't be the reason you do it. Because some of you I know are going to point out and say, hey, Pete, you're a hypocrite. You don't want Gonzaga because, you know, you think it's all about Mark Few. That's true. That's very true. I'm leery of a basketball-only school like Gonzaga because, to me, that program is defined by Mark Few. And God forbid something happens to Mark Few, I'm not sure it makes a whole lot of sense to add a Gonzaga because I don't know what Gonzaga basketball is without Mark Few. But I know what Colorado football is without Deion Sanders. And yeah, it hasn't been a very good program, but it is a power program. It is a program that, when it's clicking, can compete at a high level on the football field. And it makes sense. There are old rivalries there. The Dion angle is really just the icing on the cake when it comes to uh, you know this league and this league's future and, and what this league is going to look like, whether it's five years, 10 years, or 15 years from now. You don't do it because of Deion Sanders. You never make a decision like expansion because of a coach because, you know, we all know that anything can happen on any given day. But what we can say with confidence is that Dion just adds to the equation here. He, he helps develop the storylines if Colorado's in the Big 12. I don't know if they're going to be any good. But I do know this. They are going to be wildly entertaining. They are going to be incredibly fun to watch. And that's how Brett Yormark and the Big 12 should be thinking about this. And by the way, if you're Colorado, that's how you should be thinking about this. If you're Colorado, you've got to be sitting there and saying to yourself, okay, um, we've got this opportunity. We don't know how long that opportunity is going to exist, but it's out there right now. The Big 12's interested. Does this pairing make sense for us as well as them? And the answer for Colorado when they look in the mirror should be absolutely no questions asked. The Big 12 makes sense for us right now. That's how they should be thinking. So if you look at this and you say to yourself, okay, Deion Sanders, the spring game on Saturday, I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, new rivalries, BYU-Colorado comes to mind. Old rivalries, Big 12 North, whether it's K-State, Iowa State, KU, not, you know, can't miss rivalries, but teams that they have known for the better part of a couple decades before they left for the Pac-12. So that's where it does make sense for everybody involved. And to have a visionary like Brett Yormark leading this conference, doing things for a college sports conference that nobody else has thought of until he came along, nobody else has done until he came along, to think about what this guy could do with a Deion Sanders as a marketable piece is just, it's mind-blowing to me because it could be that good. And Saturday to me was all about how much sense that makes for all parties involved. Now, some of you are noting, um, as we have this conversation right now on the podcast, on radio, on YouTube Live, some of you are noting that the uh, Colorado Chancellor did an interview. And you're right, the Colorado Chancellor did do an interview, so let's talk about that. He talked to USA Today. So uh, this comes from USA Today, came out on Sunday morning, and it was a very interesting interview. Phil DeStefano. Um, he's basically the guy that oversees everything on campus. Chancellor of the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, he oversees, obviously, the athletic department, the athletic director, Coach Prime, everything else. 
So let's first talk about what he said about the Big 12. So here's what he said about the Big 12. He kind of poo-pooed it out of the gates. What he said about the Big 12, and I want to make sure I pull it up and read his quote for you here. He said, um, quote, nobody's asked us. I shouldn't even say that. We're committed to the Pac-12. What I've said all along with the other presidents and chancellors is we're not going to even think about going anywhere, none of us, until we see what kind of offer we get, and that's still being worked out. And I'm confident it's going to be fine. He noted how the Big 12 is only one school in the prestigious AAU, Association of American Universities, Kansas, unlike the Pac-12, which has several, including Colorado. He also said Colorado has had far more alumni engagement at football games in California cities than it ever had in Big 12 cities. Uh, I've got a couple of notes there for the chancellor I want to run down. Okay, the AAU, valuable, prestigious. I get the academic wonks care about that. But um, you know what is going to bring a lot more money to your university? Going to a conference where, one, you're making more money, like the Big 12, so you can reinvest that money in your product, and then you can win more games, which in turn creates alumni engagement, which then in turn creates alumni donations. That's how this works. That's how this is meant to work. The academic wonks who are caught up in the AAU aspect, I understand why they are, but they should not be the ones who steer the ship on this thing. I'm sorry, I, they, they just shouldn't. Not when you're talking tens of millions of dollars here. Now, what's weird and what's interesting is Stefano says there that he's not sure what exactly the money's going to end up looking like. But earlier in the piece... He says here, there's a very good possibility the next Pac-12 deal will bring in per-school revenues ranking third amongst the Power Five conferences behind the Big Ten and the SEC, but ahead of the Big 12 and the ACC. What evidence is there to suggest that the Pac-12 as it currently stands in 10 teams, without USC, without UCLA, what is there to suggest? What evidence have we seen? that the Pac-12 is going to get more money than the Big 12 ends up getting. Can somebody find that? Can somebody confirm that in any way for me? Because I have no idea how he is coming to that conclusion. It just makes absolutely no sense. Now, he does also say here to Stefano, chancellor for Colorado, that he hopes the next TV contract is a five- to seven-year deal instead of being locked into a longer contract like the 12-year deal that ends next year and once was touted as the most valuable in college sports. That is very true. Every conference should be trying to get a shorter deal, like the Big 12. The Big 12's deal that starts in 2025 goes through 2031. Brett Yormark wanted a shorter deal. That was a smart thing to do because of how quickly the landscape is changing. So uh, this was a very interesting interview in USA Today with the Colorado Chancellor. And he noted that Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, has already been worth the investment. He acknowledged that his football program was held back by issues restricting the admission of transfer students. Uh, those have since been eased. And that's a good thing. But I am just blown away that anybody who has gone through this process or anybody who has witnessed this process from afar over the last several weeks, never mind few months, thinks that the Pac-12 is in a position 
to possibly go out there and get more money than the Big 12. I just don't see it. I can't figure it out. Now, as for expansion, Stefano did also say he'd like to have 12 schools. But would those schools bring enough revenue? And here's the other thing as well. He's so concerned about being an AAU school, right? That's a big thing, apparently, for DeStefano, Colorado, and many of the Pac-12 schools. Who are the two schools that they are most intrigued by? San Diego State and SMU. Neither of those schools are AAU schools, which is apparently important to league presidents and chancellors in charge. But on the other hand, DeStefano said here to USA Today that San Diego State did really well in basketball. They have a new football stadium, a good Southern California market, and Dallas is a good area for recruiting. So which one is it? You can't have your cake and eat it too, DeStefano. You can't do it. You're saying here, well, we wouldn't want to go to the Big 12. They only have one AAU school. And then on the other hand, he's saying, well, you know, if we're going to expand, San Diego State and SMU are great. They're not AAU schools, but hey, they're good at basketball. Okay, so which one is it going to be, my man? If you're Colorado, which one is it going to be? Do you care about the AAU element or not? You shouldn't. To me, it's a very overrated element, despite what you know the head of the uh, math department might say and the head of the science department might say. But it's an overrated element when you're talking about millions of dollars potentially per year, leaving that on the table. Because he's got to, DeStefano has got to know that Oregon and Washington, if they got an offer tomorrow with the SEC or the Big Ten, they would jump ship as fast as they can. They would be out of here in no time and nobody would bat an eye. And then Colorado and Washington State and Oregon State and Cal and Stanford would be left holding the bag. And Utah would be left holding the bag. And what are you going to have to show for that? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So if you're Colorado, if I'm Colorado, if I'm the Chancellor Stefano, if I'm the AD, if I'm Coach Prime, I want to be in the Big 12. I want to go back. Leave the AAU thing out of it. You've got a chance to join a league that is innovative, that is on the cutting edge, that is doing things differently, that is branding differently with a branding genius leading the way in Brett Yormark. You've got a chance to join that or hope upon hopes that possibly the Pac-12 gets something from what? Apple TV? You want to be on Apple TV Plus? Who the heck is going to find you there? Even with Deion Sanders roaming the sidelines, who is possibly going to find you there? I'm not sure who that person or persons are going to be. And I get it. Maybe Colorado feels like it's got more fan engagement with the California schools. But... What's that worth to you? Cal and Stanford, they don't have anybody at their games anyway. So if you have 20 alumni show up, you're like half the audience in the stadium. You're telling me that Colorado wouldn't have good showings in places like Stillwater, Fort Worth, Lubbock, Manhattan, Lawrence? I think they would. I think there'd be a lot of engagement. And maybe there's not a lot of Colorado alums in those specific places, but they would travel. They would know them. A lot of people would know them, of course, from the old Big 12 days. They would be engaged by them. And the atmosphere would be 10x whatever they get at Cal or Stanford. Please. 
Ask any real Colorado college football fan. I mean a real fan. Not somebody who's like, you know, just wine and cheese. I mean ask a real Colorado football fan if they'd rather have the atmosphere at a Stanford away game or a Texas Tech or Oklahoma State or Kansas State away game. Ask them. And ask them when they're sober because there's no way they would lie about that. They would be honest and they would say those Big 12 atmospheres, even if it might be a little bit more difficult to get to, would be 10x whatever they're getting at Cal and Stanford. You've got to be, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. So that's where all that stands right now. Uh, a couple other things to hit on here. Um, you know, spring games were taking place over the weekend. And just a couple of notes. Neil Brown at West Virginia. Neil Brown is non-committal on his quarterback. Now, everything I saw, everything I read said Garrett Green had himself a very good spring game. I'd be rolling with Garrett Green right now. I, that That's where I'd be going over Nico Marischal. That's if I'm Neil Brown, and Neil Brown's got to win this year. He's got a new boss. He's lucky to still have the job. He's got to win this year, and Neil Brown has to realize you got to put in the guy that's going to win you the games now. I'm not saying thing that Gary Green is ever capable of being an all-Big 12 quarterback. I don't believe he is. I'm not a diehard Garrett Green guy. But uh, some of the highlights that I watched, you read the quotes, you see what people around the program are saying. I don't see how, for that opener against Penn State, you do anything except go Garrett Green. That just makes the most amount of sense right now if I'm Neil Brown. Now, also of note for West Virginia, this came out over the weekend, uh, their opener. Penn State, that is going to be on NBC Sports. So remember, the Big Ten's got this new deal where they've got um, NBC in the mix. So uh, the opener, September 2nd, is going to be on NBC. That is pretty cool for West Virginia. So they are getting a primetime matchup just like they had last year in that Virginia Tech game. And, of course, that kind of unfortunately with the way that game ended – set the tone for the season. But uh, the Mountaineers are going to have primetime action opening night, September 2nd. They'll be playing Penn State on NBC, and that's going to be a great scene. It's going to be weird to me seeing college football on NBC that isn't Notre Dame, right? Isn't that, I don't know. I just, you know, for however many years, the only college football any of us watched on NBC is Notre Dame. And now to see different games on NBC, I'm intrigued to see how it goes and how they how they go about their business, what it looks like. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun, and and the fact that the Mountaineers did get that kind of a uh, kind of a slot, it, it says a lot about the branding of that game. It's a very good game. It's a very intriguing game, and in many ways, it could end up telling us a lot about the future of Neil Brown, the future of this program under Neil Brown, because if he gets blown out in that opening game, you and I both know that it's going to be loud. And by loud, I mean a lot of people are going to be crowing, saying, hey, it's time for Neil to hit the road. You know that, and I know that. Now, um, also over the weekend, Kyler Murray got his Heisman Trophy statue in Norman. You know, it's it's fascinating to me because Bob Stoops is there, uh, Brent Venables is there, um, Castiglione is there, the AD, but of course, Lincoln Riley is not there. So now, nor should he be there, by the way, Lincoln Riley has no business being there. None whatsoever. Uh, could you imagine Lincoln Riley back in Norman this week and he get booed out of the stadium? 
But I thought that the Kyler Murray statue was awful. Like, if I could grade it on a scale of A to F, I'd give it an F minus. I don't know if you guys saw it, but if you haven't seen it, just it's on our website, heartlandcollegesports.com. If you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out right now because, man, oh, man, it is just terrible. Absolutely terrible. When you look at the Kyler Murray, it just doesn't look like him. I mean, it's great. He got a statue. I'm happy for him, everybody involved. But whoever designed it uh, should be out of the statue designing business because it was not by any stretch of the imagination, a good statue. I'm looking at this thing. I'm saying, is that Kyler Murray or like, who is this supposed to be? <laughs> it was, it was that bad. Oh my goodness gracious. So we are in that time of year. Spring games are taking place. They're wrapping up. There is so much happening and we appreciate you joining us. Now, you know, if you're Kansas State, Chris Kleiman, he's out of the spring game business and it would not shock me if that trend continues. Especially if big players get hurt. You know, you got transfer guys who are still trying to learn the system, learn what they're doing. I know fans love spring games. I love spring games. Although the weather was horrible across the Midwest this past weekend. So it wasn't uh, ideal for spring game uh, fan attendance. But with that being said, I could see more and more coaches saying, hey, we're getting out of the spring game business. Although I'm a fan of doing a spring scrimmage. I'm a fan of finding an FCS school for every Power 5 team and doing a spring game scrimmage. I think that's a win-win for everybody, but that is a uh, larger conversation for another day. So, hey, before we go, I'm showing you these right now on, on YouTube Live. Koozies, we've got, I've got a brand new, a brand new box of Heartland College sports koozies. All you got to do to get these is go to our iTunes, leave a rating and a review on the podcast, and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with a uh, Heartland College Sports koozie. Summer's around the corner. you got to keep that beer cold, so do it with one of our koozies, and also hit that subscribe button on YouTube. This show is growing, and it's it's my way of saying thank you because we don't have some massive multi-million dollar advertising budget. We have you. We have me and those of us, you know, behind the scenes at Heartland College Sports that you read every day. We now reach millions of Big 12 fans every month, but we want to keep growing that. And you help us do it. And doing it in the offseason prepares us for a great football season this fall. So please take 30 seconds out if you could and uh, do that for us. So grateful for you being a part of the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And share it as well with your Big 12 friends, buddies, family, whatever it might be. Have a great rest of your day. Subscribe. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference. See you later.